Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. Last week with episode 60, we talked about feeling stuck in your job. For today, we're going to make a complete U-turn and we're going to talk about 10 tips for keeping your job. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. As I mentioned, we're taking a complete departure from last week, feeling stuck in your job, and we're going to talk today about 10 tips for keeping your job. There can always be factors outside your control that affect your job longevity. In my case, 13 years ago, it was an economic collapse, and it can be likened to COVID hitting last year. That can lead to reduced working hours, limited shifts, and even company downsizings. Some companies, in fact, even have an acronym for it, and it's called RIF, R-I-F, or Reduction in Force. So with that said, are there things that you can do? Things within your control that can potentially change your job future? What's the answer? Absolutely. Let's go right into number one without delay. Let's start with your daily work environment, your friends. What type environment is it? Positive and proactive or full of chronic complainers? If they're the latter, consider distancing yourself and finding new connections. People like that can become hardened, almost indifferent, and seemingly oblivious to changing conditions even when they're improving. If you're going to transition out of one group and into another, just make sure you don't become closed off during the process. I suggest you still maintain your availability and willingness to help others. Don't become a loner that appears to not work well with others or avoid groups and team settings. If you have to interface with negatively-minded people, keep it professional. Do your job, complete the task or activity, and don't engage in their downward spiral discussions. More often than not, if you don't fuel their negativity, it will fizzle out and you can move on. Number two. Do you look forward to going to work each day, or do you dread it but still want to keep your job? Maybe the pay is good. Do you have a great benefits package? Are there special perks or rewards due to the type of industry you are in? If you're in the food service industry, maybe you have access to free meals when you're off the clock. Maybe you work and travel and benefit from low or no-cost travel. Whatever the case, you should want to keep your job for the right reasons. If you dread your job, why? I mean, you really need to break this down. I recently talked about the 5-Y process, and it's very easy to do. You can do it even by yourself. It helps if you have someone to work with you, but it's not necessary. You'd make a statement and then question yourself with a why, such as, I need my job, but I dread going in. The first question would be, 
Why do you dread going in? You respond with, I dread going in because there's no growth. Then the second question would be, why do you feel there's no growth? Well, there's no growth because we don't have any training. Okay, third why. Why doesn't your company have any training? If this was the case, you may not be able to immediately change the direction of your company, but you might be able to look at starting training programs. These are some things that you've identified with your why questions. That's the main reason you dread going into work because you didn't feel there was any opportunities for growth or advancement. One answer could be that you could seek training or education outside of your work. The other could be potentially work with your human resources department, quality assurance, or quality control group, depending on their span, and talk about getting training set up inside your company on specific topics. Larger companies often have something called resource groups. They might support black, women's, Hispanic, um, veterans, for example, just a variety of different causes where everyone is welcome. And the point being that you all have a common goal to get together, to network, and to target some goals to grow in your specific areas that that resource group is interested in. Sometimes they do neighborhood outreach and other activities, so you'd want to pick the one that's right for you. For our third tip, let's go with maybe you happen to like or even love your job, but you're concerned you could lose it someday. If a future reduction in force, limited hours, or reduction of shifts is on the horizon, you can do a lot today to be the least likely candidate to be affected tomorrow. Just doing your job is tempting. Doing the work they assign you or that you're responsible for is one thing. It's another to raise your hand, to volunteer for upcoming assignments, or temporarily increase your workload to help out. Maybe your company has extra busy seasonal times. Back when I worked at a Kodak plant, I know I'm showing my age, We wholesale processed film and prints for most of the major local chains. Customers would drop off their film before 5 p.m., and it was usually ready the next day. Our busiest days were not the holidays, but rather the day after the holidays, when everyone turned in their film for development. Knowing this in advance... I prepared my personal schedule to be available for extra hours, extended shifts, and overtime. My point? Awareness is key. Number four, something as simple as being on time or arriving a few minutes early can really help with others' perceptions of you, especially your manager. Now, if you're going to be late, Regardless of the reason, I suggest you promptly and clearly communicate that out. Number five, do we have certain skills, knowledge, or a background that could help others? Perhaps you offer assistance in the form of mentoring services or just buddy up with someone, such as a peer that's struggling, and offer brief check-ins or touch points. In this case, remember, you still have to do your day job assignments, but This little effort is many times seen as going above and beyond. Number six, make sure you're working on value-add activities. Just because you're busy, it doesn't mean you're productive. 
It's a good idea every now and then to pause and self-reflect on what consumes your workday. During this self-reflection, look at things differently from your employer's viewpoint. They think in terms of WIFM. That's W-I-I-F-M. And it stands for What's In It For Me. If you check out episode 54, Adding Value to Your Job, you can learn more. And also, visit our website, craigansell.com. There's a great free guide, a value-added chart that you can download that'll really help you learn what are value-added activities and what are just activities that are consuming your time and maybe not worth the effort. Remember, with him, that's a key point before we move on. You need to think from your employer's viewpoint, what's in it for me? You need to know what your activities and tasks are and rank them. Rank them strongly so that they contribute to the bottom line and they don't just keep you busy. Number seven, if you're overwhelmed with email and you do a lot of email volleying back and forth, just like a pro tennis match, there's help. Are your emails not getting the results you'd like? Do you find yourself having to repeat or clarify your questions or responses on a regular basis? With today's short attention spans and inboxes full of unread email, it can become energy-robbing. I've been there. Many times the root cause of this email volleying is the lack of a short, clear message. Check out Episode 3, Overloaded by Email and Text, for easy-to-implement solutions. We're going to be adding a free printable download at craigansell.com to help you gain back control of your inbox and your day. Go to our website after this podcast and grab those two free downloads under the resources tab. Number eight, remember that change can be a very powerful tool. It can be difficult to change and many of us resist it. If you take it slow with deliberate action, you can achieve great things. Start with any of the suggestions in this podcast episode. If you get stuck or have further questions, please feel free to reach out to me on social media or you can email me directly, craig at craigansell.com. We're here to help. Now, it really doesn't matter what type of industry you're in, what level of education you have, If you're just looking to start your first job or have 20 plus years of experience, sometimes it just helps looking beyond yourself and reaching out for help. And we're here to support that. For number nine, our tip will be build a quality relationship with your manager. This takes time and it does not happen overnight. Depending on how much you see your manager, you might want to start increasing the frequency Also, before you talk to them, make sure you have a plan in place. But don't worry, it's nothing complicated. Just a few points you want to cover. As you get to know them better and perhaps pick up on key terms or struggles they're facing, you might be able to better serve in your position and ultimately provide greater value to your company. Warning, don't meet with them just to check the box and call it done. Meet with intention. Try asking different questions about the service their groups provide, some of the challenges or struggles that they see, and where you might be able to more strongly contribute. 
That kind of conversation could take you in a direction of additional training or a special education. As far as additional topics, if you have any recent performance reviews, it would be great to read up on them before meeting with your manager. Any noted areas of improvement are great discussion points. That way you can status and see how you're progressing. You might feel that you've improved in a particular area, and let's say you rate yourself as 8 out of 10, with 10 being the best. Upon feedback from your manager, you might get recalibrated that they see you as a 5, being average. For something like this, I'd seek constructive feedback on where they see your strengths and areas needing improvement. Once your self-evaluation is done and you speak with your manager, if anything has a two-point or greater differential, that's called a misalignment, and that's something that you two should talk about to come to terms with so that you realize, are you rating yourself too high, too low, or just right? From there, work to improve your weaknesses and polish your strengths. And for our number 10 tip, with all the free quality career growth coaching material out there, including this podcast and our free website resources, you can take the initiative to further your education. It's not so much about degrees and certifications today as it is about your hard and soft skills. With the focus being on soft skills, meaning communication and interpersonal skills. I'll list a few more podcast episodes in our show notes if you'd like to learn more about specific areas that I mentioned today. And please don't forget, go back to our website, craigansell.com, because under the resources tab, we've got a lot of free guides, templates, and other materials that can really help you. They're meant to be downloaded for your personal use. Print them out, keep a copy if you work at home, and one in the office, and you'll never know when you need to call on them to help boost your performance at work, take back control of your workday, especially from that overwhelming mountain of email, and add more value to your job, because slowly over time, you might not realize it, but you're growing with your strengths and your skill set, and providing more value to your job may ultimately get you recognized as one of the top performers in your group and one of the most significant contributors. So if that day does come, you're least likely to be thought of for being let go, suffering reduced hours, or reduced shifts. As we close out, let's do a quick recap of our top 10 tips for keeping your job. Number one, look at your work environment. Consider your friends. And if you have a positive or negative influential group surrounding you. Number two, when we look at keeping our jobs, we should keep it for the right reasons. Number three, if you're concerned about job loss, do things that will show you're a supporter of the company, such as volunteering and raising your hand for special assignments. Number four, be on time or even arrive a few minutes early. And don't forget, if you're going to be late, Always communicate it. Number five, if you have certain knowledge, skills, or background, offer assistance to colleagues, potentially mentor them. Number six, make sure you're working on value add activities. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Number seven, if your day is taken away from you and you're overwhelmed by email, 
Get a grip. Get control. Number eight. Change can be a very powerful tool. Start implementing change, even small steps, today. Number nine. Build a quality relationship with your manager. And for number 10, our final closing piece. Take the initiative to further your education. Remember, it's not so much about certifications and degrees as it is hard and soft skills with the emphasis on soft skills or interpersonal communication skills. Thank you for helping make the Career Growth Made Easy podcast a success. As we close episode 61, 10 tips for keeping your job, I wish you peace and health. This has been Craig Ansell. Talk to you next week.